Welcome to part two of Parenting Through COVID-19 as we continue the conversation about making the most of this season. Without further ado, we're just gonna jump right into the conversation. Enjoy. Um, it, like you were, you were talking about just a second ago, one of the things to combat this season is, is being great, grateful, to having an attitude of gratitude. Um, for the things that we have, things that the people around us. So uh, what are ways that we can make this a priority in our families? Oh, I got, Kathy, when you were saying just a moment ago about um, those uh, those things that you're looking for in your kids, that you're just kind of seeing different behavior. If it's something that's just kind of off and it's something that you don't notice that's characteristic of kind of their normal. Um, one of my kids is uh, somebody that never really stresses or worries about schoolwork. And last week, we just had this kind of almost meltdown over a math problem. And we realized in the moment, I don't think this is the math problem. I think this is all of the upset that's kind of going on in life. Um, And the thing that we steered towards after that was, hey, let's get through the math. Let's make sure that we understand that. Let's make sure we do it. But then let's fill up these moments of feeling like you're disconnected, connecting. Um, and so our kids don't have, um, you know, social media accounts of their own yet, and they're, they're barely on email for a couple of their classes. And so we had to create some kind of almost play dates, you know, passing off our phone and letting them FaceTime with one friend that they haven't seen in now, you know, a couple of weeks. Um, and so making sure that they can stay connected. We've been saying through this whole endeavor that just because we're physically distant doesn't have to mean that we're socially absent from each other's lives. Um, and so you just find a new way to do that. Like even this, like our kids have been connected over Zoom to their small group um, and Facebook Live to their ministry leaders. And so I think one of the things that we combat it with, um, like you were talking about Chase gratitude is just helping our kids be grateful for the things that we do have. Like, hey, look, we were able to do something new today to connect with your friends that we've never done before. And yet, because we have the technology, and so finding those lists of things to be thankful for, um, they've also been making kind of this whiteboard list every day of people to draw and send cards to. Um, And in the life of our church, particularly at the Nashville campus, where we have a lot of older adults who sometimes battle isolation anyway, um, you know, the kids are making and sending cards. Um, And just to kind of realize, hey, we're a family of five. And so even though we're isolated, there's five of us here. As opposed to, you know, Mr. So-and-so who lives by himself all the time. Right. Now can't even see his friends on Sundays. And so some of that is a little bit comparison, but it's helping kids get a little bit of perspective in the moment to say, these are the things we do have. We do have each other and we do have an opportunity to reach out to somebody else who may have less in this moment. And we think that's been a little fun. It's also taken some time to sit down and make cards and make phone calls and do those kind of Skypes. So it's taken them away from another kind of screener activity, which we've been trying to balance out as much as possible. I know all the parents out there are figuring out, wait a minute, we all knew that screen time was a challenge that we needed to monitor and minimize. And now we're doing a ton more screen time. And so keeping that at bay is, is another kind of good strategy in this moment by filling it up with some other things to reach out to other people, but in a different way. So that's, that's really good. And which leads us to the next question, because I think everybody uh, is wondering out there, what are ways that we can be intentional with our kids in the season? Um, mm-hmm. We've already done a lot of things. So how do we keep this going? Um, ways this could include spiritual growth, family fun, planning things to look forward to just those different things. So what are some ideas that we can throw out there to parents of how to make this season really, how do we be really intentional with our kids in this season? Who wants to go first? Who's going to go first? I'm 
So, I, you know, looking, I mean, there, there's a lot of complexities to what's going on. Um, but I'm just so thankful for the family time that we have to spend together. And, um, and, and there's not, you know, not big, huge things, but, but they are kind of big, huge things. And that's like, we eat dinner every night together around the table. That yeah. just, does not happen. We have older kids. And so that doesn't, that didn't happen before this. And I am so loving that time and being able to talk to them about, you know, what are you grateful for today? Like, what did your day look like? What are things that you want to bring from this time Mm -hmm. into the next season, you know, of our lives? And um, the the only one that we actually have in a house is a a teenager, a junior in high school. And so, um, you know, we've kind of, we've had a little bit of flexibility with him. And so we've said nine o'clock, like nine o'clock in the morning, all things start, which mm-hmm. we start much earlier than that. But <laughs> now he's like, well, the nine o'clock, that's like six o'clock mom. And I'm like, well, then it will be, you know, we're starting at nine. And so everybody is like dressed and ready to go and, and downstairs at nine. And to say like, this is our time when we're going to do our quiet time or we're going to do mm-hmm. a devotion and we're going to have, breakfast together and then we're gonna start our day and once we get started then we kind of go into our own little you know school and work and work and and all of those things but um but yeah we just had we've had the opportunity to have more intentional time the thing that we've been asking for you know all along and now here we are and we're just so thankful for that I think as as people in general we pray for more margin in our lives and um but we want it on our terms. <laughs> we want it, it's like, oh, I pray for margin, but I really still need to direct that. God has given us um, a, a great deal of margin. And when we were talking earlier about, hey, these are things that we can do. Like we, we can wash our hands. We can practice mm-hmm. social distancing. We can stay home more that, now than we were earlier. Um, that's wisdom. I mean, it's wisdom, but it's not our weapon. And I think that's a, a kind of a a juxtaposition that's been going across my mind. I read in Second Corinthians, it's a good reminder for us that our battle is not in the flesh. Um, this virus is flesh, but that's not our battle. Our battle is spiritual. And so we take up spiritual weapons in that. Um, and so just praying and scripture reading, and it sounds like such a church answer. I, I shudder to say it, but, but we, we crave more of that when we're busy and when we're living our normal lives. We crave more of that and we know we need it, but we don't know how to inject it. And now we've got this margin to do it. And so one of the things that we have to do, it's, it's almost a clarion call and it's a responsibility and we will regret it on the other side of Corona if we don't do it. If we don't create more opportunities in this season, just to read scripture with our kids and to pray with them as a family. Yeah. Um, I love, you know, the hikes, the playing outside, you know, we've been setting up games, going on walks, talking to our neighbors from six feet apart in the driveway um, kids are riding bikes on sunny days, which is great. And they're getting more outside time, which we think is really good. Um, and then we're playing board games. Um, I also beat Super Mario, the original, the other day. Like, literally, nice. went through 8-4, and That's I won. Awesome. Nice. Because of the margin that I've gotten in my life. <laughs> However, um, if we go through this whole season and we have all that, you know, kind of extra family time, and it doesn't include the spiritual growth and the development of, again, helping them establish a rhythm of yeah. reading their scriptures every day and memorizing passages and praying as a family and individually. We'll look back at this and realize that we missed some miracles that could have been had along the way. And so in all the madness, we want to seize those miraculous opportunities to 
spiritually invest in our kids. And that's Bible reading and prayer. You know, it doesn't get much more complicated or um, much less complicated than that. Yeah. Jennifer, you had a few things that you do with your family too. We have just been very thankful. You know, that first week we had no schedule. It was just, let's just hang on. We're going to try <laughs> to make this work. You know, we've got two working parents and three kids at home. So it's a busy house with a lot of things happening. And then the next week we said, okay, we've got to, we've got to start some sort of schedule. So that's what we did. So I have this little, our girls love arts and crafts. So they helped me with this. So we, we made a little schedule and I've seen uh -huh. so many parents do this and it has been night and day since we started um, this sort of a thing, because especially my elementary age daughter, um, she's so used to a routine. I mean, her, when she goes to church, we have a, a schedule that we do. Mm -hmm. When she goes to school every day, there's a schedule. She has extracurriculars she's, she's used to. So um, it was very beneficial for her headspace and for her to look forward to what is next in my day, what is next in my day. And so one of those things that we did um, was a memory verse practice time and a daily devotional time. And um, mm -hmm. we always try to make those things happen in normal life, but they're never, I mean, if I'm being honest, they're not at consistent times. It's maybe in the morning if we have time, or maybe it's at bedtime, or um, it's just scattered throughout because that's how our schedule looks in our normal life. Um, but this time has been such a blessing because it's at the same time every day. It's giving us this consistency. And Annalise is doing her um, devotionals. I'm, we love this one. Jesus always, mm -hmm. she's reading it every day. And even if I'm not with her, when she reads it, um, she runs over to me if I'm working on something and tells me when she's done, mommy, this is what I learned about God today. God That's taught awesome. me today that um, I can trust him no matter what. And she tells me what scripture she looked up and that's helping her practice looking up scriptures in the Bible on her own, finding these scriptures mm -hmm. that are listed in the devotional. We're doing memory verse um, stuff. And so like we have a little chart where Ivy Rose has one she's memorizing, Annalise has one she's memorizing and they practice those every day. And I know that when life goes back to normal, it's going to get, it's going to quickly probably get more busy than what we're used to. But these are things that I hope that because there's celebration around them and we're celebrating these milestones for them that they're going to want to continue it without us feeling as the parents like we have to say nope you got to do devotional first and you got to do memory verse i'm hoping this puts it in their hands to be excited about those things that they get to do in the morning or they get to do at bedtime um, and even our um our our four-year-old is getting excited about it and they're memorizing some of the same scriptures, but maybe one verse a day versus two verses a day based on their ages. So I'm just for that portion of this whole season, I'm thankful for that to be mm -hmm. able to be intentional as a parent for them to be able to practice these things. That's yeah, absolutely. Awesome. That's, that's so good. And, and this is just a plug right here because we have a, a family ministry resource uh, resource page and I'll just throw it up there okay this is this is Yay. it right here oh, that's yeah, great yeah. and so I'll throw it up this is where you can get a lot of resources so if I click on preschool um, you can see that um, that we have things that represent mind body and spirit that they could do there's a there's a worship experiences that we have each week for our kiddos there are actually Bible apps for kids coloring pages um, that's just on our preschool list. And then we have one for kids and students and one specifically for you, for the parent. And so there's lots yeah. of, lots of articles and podcasts that you can click on as well. So anyway, Those that's really, great. yeah, yeah. And, and here's, here's the thing we, you know, before the season even started, 
um, the one thing you would ask people, what would they say? You know, how are you doing? Busy. I'm busy. Yeah. Um, everybody scheduled my life, like everything, you know, my the sports, the activities, all those things. And now we are left to schedule um, kind of our lives. And so what do we want that to look like? What do we, and we know that there's people hurting. We know that, that, um, that jobs are kind of, we're up in the air for a lot of people. Um, but through this time, through this time of uncertainty, being really intentional um, is going to matter outside of this. What's our COVID-19, heard somebody say that, what's our COVID-19 story going to be a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? What are yeah. we going to say? How, how do we make a difference in this, in this period of time? So, yeah. Yeah. So, let, let's just um, talk about that really briefly. Just some ways that as families that we can serve and be missionally focused. When we're looking back at our COVID-19 story, what are ways during this time that our families could think outside of us? I think that's, so, great. that's a great question um, because we could have a tendency to focus inward because we get all this family time, um, but we also want to make sure that we're, yes, we're discipling our families and we've got intentional time, but we're, you know, we want to, we want to look outside of our homes. There's a lot going on. There's, there's people who um, I think like Nick mentioned, who don't have families that they're in a house with right now and, and they're by themselves. And so things like, you know, FaceTime, calls, seeing faces, and the cards and the pictures that you can do for people. Um, I know Rolling Hills has a new page, Ways to Help, and you yeah. can find, you know, people have, have um, listed needs that they have. Are, are there needs that you can pick up? And maybe that's making cookies and dropping them off on a neighbor's doorstep or something, just to know that people are thought of and, and that they're loved and being mm -hmm. prayed for is so powerful. Yeah, we're definitely spending this season making a lot of cards and drawing a lot of pictures and sending those in the mail and just teaching our kids how important that kind of correspondence is to make somebody feel loved and connected with. We've got a couple of neighbors just down the street um, that we always check with before we go to the store, before we you know, put on our gloves and our hazmat suits and we brave the elements outside the world. Um, to realize that we can go and help somebody else to say, hey, Miss Betsy, is there anything that we can pick up for you when we head out this week? Um, her kids did, we've seen this on a lot of other people's social media feeds, um, making uh, cards and drawing rainbows and putting them in your windows and uh, helping your house look like a bright light, whether it's Christmas decorations or it's fun pictures so that when people are out walking the neighborhood, those things seem kind of missional. And as we come up on the Easter season, which we know should be evangelistic anyway, uh, we know should provide opportunities to invite people to church and to invite people to hear the gospel story. Um, one of the things that we're kind of encouraging our kids to do is to invite other friends that they know um, who maybe don't attend a church or don't have a church home or just how can you get the word out that um, there's a service online or that there's a service on TV or that there's a kids ministry activity that people can participate in. Um, can we, can we get that invitation out? And so even as we head into um, this season of life where we're continuing to do online services as a church, mm -hmm. this might be a moment when somebody out there that, you know, a neighbor or a friend from school is um, maybe really hesitant to attend uh, a public gathering kind of church, but might check out what God is doing in the life of the church online in that kind of setting from their own home. 
And so this cannot be a time that we vacate the call and the responsibility of believers um, to share the good news and to invite people in. In fact, it might be the season of life where they're more ready to hear it than ever before. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, you know, this second to last question, we're kind of landing the plane here and we, we, go on, we can go on for hours. Like, I love this conversation, but I want to address, you know, how specifically parents are growing in this season as well. God uses seasons um, for different purposes to grow his children, including us as parents. And so how is he using this season? How is God using quarantine to shape your character and your heart to look more like him? What does it look like to rely on him? completely in this season and how does this impact your family right now so i want to throw that at nick first kind of just you know what is what is god doing you know to shape you and how can god be shaping our parents gosh you know one of the things that um just in my own life even as a pastor is i spend a lot of my time with the lord early in the morning before the kids get up and oftentimes out of the house um and so one of the things that you know, being home that my kids are kind of forced to see more is just my time with the Lord, my time in scripture and my time connecting with and reaching out to people. Um, I'm surprised they haven't come in right now as we're recording this kind of thing. I kind of warned them ahead of time. I'm expecting. Oh yeah. We're all kind of of cautioned and waiting for, I keep hearing noises and I'm like, what's going on? Yep. Sorry Uh, about the noises. That's the thing, and I, but it's been good. Like they've walked in on me in staff meetings. They've walked in on me in conference calls. They've walked in on me, you know, doing a handwritten note to one of the members of our church. Um, they've seen me with our community group in a whole different kind of venue. Um, and so part of that has just been as a parent evaluating the example that I set, knowing that I'm the primary disciple maker of my children, and they are not going to get closer to Christ than I'm willing to go and that I'm willing to lead them. And so as a parent, I mean, first and foremost, this is, this is a time for inventory, um, to take stock of the ways that you're growing or the things that are inhibiting your growth. Because honestly, a lot of those barriers for a lot of people have probably been removed. Uh, the normal barriers to our spiritual growth are like gone right now. Um, and so there's really not an excuse to grow. But now we've got a whole, like a whole other crop of barriers and variables at play that we didn't have going on before. Um, and so this is an opportunity to dive into scripture and, and to let your kids see that be a priority. Um, I also, you know, I have this concern and I throw this to Kathy and just, you know, I have this, this could be the season of life where, you know, um, things are slowing down. Both, both, both members, both partners in a family are, are working at home now and they're kind of in each other's space and in each other's lives a little more than they have been previously. And some couples I imagine are just eating up that extra time and their marriage is growing and it's strengthening and they just, they love this extra time together. Um, but some, I can imagine that this has really put a spotlight on some dysfunction. Um, and so this is almost like a boot camp to really unearth those things mm. and to work through those things. And I have this kind of realistic fear that some families are going to struggle to make it through this. Um, and that kind of, you know, it makes me hit my knees when I think about the, the damage that that could cause to people long term. Um, but I also think it's a time to sit here and say, okay, what about our marriage really works well? What doesn't work so well? And what has God given us in this season to work on so that when we go back to something that's a new normal, right. um, it's better than it was before. And so I think those kinds of things are things I'm thinking through. That's, I that's, think so that's, a, that's a great point. You know, when 
when we're busy and everybody's going in different directions, um, sometimes you can mask some of those, um, some of those things, some things in, in your heart that need transformation. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like marriage in general, you know, it's, it's very sanctifying, but it does reveal to us areas of our life that, um, that needs some work. And so right now, I think um, a lot of marriages, a lot of families are, are, those things are being revealed and it can be a difficult time as those are revealed, but it can be a beautiful time also um, if we press into the Lord and our Mm. desire is that we grow and that we change and, um, you know, and we can, we can actually move into this next season with our marriages being in a totally different place than they were when this started and our family unit being in a totally different place um, than it was when, when we got started, but you're definitely on point. You know, I do, my heart does, um, you know, my mind does think about um, families and um, how there there are probably quite a few that are having a difficult time through this. I think this is almost a season of kind of like just almost like a blanket permission. Like maybe it was a lot of problems that we created and a lot of issues that I caused before, but now it's COVID season and I can literally, I can blame it all on COVID and I can raise my hand and say, I need help. Um, and so what I'm hoping is that in terms of spiritual growth, um, as, as things come up, as like truths about us, even our sin life, it's revealed and it's somehow magnified even to a degree. I hope this is a season where everybody just feels this blanket permission. Um, let's just lose all the stigmas of saying, I need help. I need counseling. I need prayer. I need somebody to connect to over this issue and just say, you know, flame it all on COVID. Like that's what it is. It's, it's all Corona, but just to say, Hey, I need help. Um, because that could, you know, one, it's going to set a great example for our kids to say, we need the body of Christ around us. Um, but also to say, Hey, I'm not perfect. Um, and I need Jesus. And so maybe this can be a season of great growth for all of us because we're willing to say, Hey, I need something. Right. Well, we are, uh, we're here for the last question. Um, and what, what is the message? If you guys could give a message to encourage our parents today, what would you tell them? Who wants to go first? Nick? Ah, you like called on me. You know, I think part of the message, I read this whole, um, it, was, it was a great kind of C.S. Lewis, this paper about the atomic bomb. And, um, and it, every ounce of everything he said about people's fears around the atomic bomb and the, per, the just anything that was going on in society at large, um, he kind of, in the end, just summed it all up and said, hey, we're not afraid of this we're not afraid of this because um, we know that God is doing something. And so take a second to, to sit back and have a dose of perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was a really, and I'll send you guys the quote. It was just so good out of this whole paper, this idea of um, where we're really living in a spiritual realm and what we're really afraid of in the world versus what we're powerful over in the world um, was really kind of good. And just to kind of sit back and take the posture and the point of, God has this. I don't have to be in control of this. I don't have to set the timeline for this, whether it goes on for three weeks or three months or three years, doesn't matter that God is ultimately in control and he can use this time for his ultimate good in our life. And so just having that as our everyday overarching perspective is kind of the bottom line message for me is that God's got this. Um, And I have to be reminded of that often throughout the day. And I need to be the one reminding my kids about that often throughout the day. While everything in our world is changing, God is still the same. 
um, and he is just as in control of this now as he ever was. Um, and he's got a plan to use this time in our lives to leverage it for his good, to make us more like Jesus. And so how is yeah. God going to make us more like Jesus today than he did yesterday? Um, and so somehow a dose of perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kathy. Oh, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. I would say, um, you know, Nick, just, you know, to bounce off for you, like God is good and, and God mm-hmm. is control and he has a plan and he has a purpose for this time, just like he does with every other time and every other season. And his desire is that we glorify him. And so how do we walk this out in a way that glorifies and honors the Lord Mm -hmm. um, in our families, you know, as, as spouses, as parents outside of here, loving on others and serving others and, and remembering who he is and all that we have to be grateful for um, and all of it that he's done for us, I think. Mm -hmm. Powerful, you know, like, thank you, Lord, for using me as an instrument in this time. Yeah, that's good. Jennifer? I just think um, the idea that every day matters. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think we have this example in family ministry of the jar with marbles. And we talk about how every week counts and every marble represents a week in the life of our child before they move on. I think during this season, um, we take it to a day approach and know that if today didn't go how you didn't want it today, it's okay. Um, It's okay if today didn't go how you wanted it to, because tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and be in the same house with the same people and you can start over again. And, um, and his mercies really are new every morning. Um, there's going to be days that are hard. And like you, you guys were mentioning, you know, being at each other's, in each other's space a lot more is going to cause some of that friction sometimes. But just know that there's a new day tomorrow and you can start over. And so as parents, just taking advantage of every, of every moment that you can with your kids, um, praying with them more often and yeah. referring back to a scripture when they ask a, que- a question. Um, just, we always talk about parents being the primary disciple makers and this is the time to do that. I mean, every time is, but you are literally the person in the home with your child 24 seven. Take every opportunity you can to point their attention back to God. And I just think that there's so many amazing things that can happen in our homes when we do that, when we walk out of this time and our kids um, have gone through this season of spiritual growth in their homes. I just get excited about what, what God is going to do with, um, oh, with yeah. the families during this time because of mm, that. It's good. And, and I would just, I would just say that, um, that this is a great opportunity to set, set new priorities that will last beyond COVID-19 mm-hmm. set new priorities um, and a chance we've talked about it before to maybe get rid of some things that were, that were uh, working against you and your family and, and set those that goes beyond. The second thing is, you know, um, this is hard to do. I realize it, but instead of seeing the impossibilities, what are the possibilities in this season? Okay, yeah. What could be made possible as a result of this season together mm-hmm. um, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of uncertainty, um, what could be made possible to make Jesus a priority in our family. So guys, thank you so much for joining us on Thanks this Making us. History yeah. Parenting thank Podcast. And for our parents that are watching and listening, we love you. We're your biggest friend, uh, friends and fans. <laughs> and both. we are, we are, yeah, both. We are praying for you through this mm-hmm. season and know that we are here for you. Um, If you need anything, just let us know how we can help. So thanks so much for joining us today. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs)